Welcome to Horrorscape. I'm Luke. I'm Ricky. And I'm Rebecca. Uh, hey everybody, thanks for tuning in once again. Um, this week we're going to be taking a look at, I believe, which is a, the first foreign movie we have ever talked about and discussed. Uh, and that is Guillermo del Toro's The Devil's Backbone. After Carlos, a 12-year-old whose father has died in the Spanish Civil War, arrives at an ominous boys' orphanage, he discovers the school is haunted and has many dark secrets which he must uncover. So essentially, yeah, this is like a ghost story type movie, which is, oddly enough, on the end of the spectrum of movies that I don't like too much, but this one is a little different. I think it's a lot Mm-hmm. It's it's different than most that you see in that category, and it's a Guillermo del Toro ghost movie, so it means it involves orphan children and the Spanish Civil <laughs> <Yes>. War. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm waiting yeah, for he this. Loves that. Uh, I'm waiting for him to make this into a trilogy because this is apparently uh, Pan's Labyrinth is uh, to him a sequel to this movie. Yeah. fantastical situation during a horrible war time specifically spanish civil war mm-hmm. i'm hoping he just like is like okay i'm making my third fantastical spanish civil war movie and the trilogy is done yeah yeah but and i thought about this... pan's labyrinth it because like i think about it a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, hard not to but uh yeah no i mean i thought why don't we i just figured that the devil's backbone is a lot uh a lot less known it's a um, lot closer to horror, in my opinion. Yeah, and that, <laughs> yeah. and the and the fact of that. <laughs> yeah, I would say Pan's Labyrinth is definitely horrific, and I'd say a horror movie in its own specific way. But this it's is sort more of straightforward. It's like a dark. I would call it more like a dark fantasy. Yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah. Thing. I, I don't um, think I'd say horror. I would definitely. I mean, say you watch what Mitch McConnell eats little <laughs> tiny fairies. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> But, I mean, uh, this is one could say the labyrinth has horrifying moments in it, but it's not a horror movie. Not compared to Pan's Labyrinth. There's or a lot more blood and violence. At all. <laughs> but Dude gets his face caved in by a wine <laughs> bottle. That's when I was like, oh, I see why this is rated R. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is more of you know, yeah, a ghost classic kind of ghost horror movie. But Yeah, it's taken us awesome. a little over a year, but we have... This is like I mentioned before. This is our first foreign feature that we've done. It is in Spanish. Yeah, you have to read it. You so have you to have, read it <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet. Because I, sometimes I think you can uh, like a uh, double task, multitask um, mm. <laughs> during some of these that we do. But this is not a no. multitask. You got to sit down. You got to focus. And so. if you don't watch it because you don't want to read movies, then shame on you. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> Shame on you. Because you're, well, you're missing out on a lot. So. Yeah. And I know we had thrown around even doing something like Parasite, which is relatively new, but I hope we can do more foreign mm-hmm. features. I think we will. Can we do Tetsuo the Iron Man? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't um, believe so. Even though... A little off topic, but they just, um, I forget which company done it, but they released like a big box set of all those movies on Blu-ray. Why? But Oh, wow. Yeah. I've only seen the one. Yeah, I think I've only mm-hmm. seen the one too. But... Mm-hmm. 
we we also watched the meatball machine was which right. was like a, a lot like Tetsu the Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll do the meatball machine. No, we won't. <laughs> Anyway, oh, let's so, so moving from meatball machine back to yeah. Devil's Backbone. <laughs> let's get back, back. back to a, an actual work of art. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, yeah, Luke, I, you were talking about this earlier, and you sent us that message that said, "Guys, this isn't a movie. This is a film. This is yeah. a film. Yeah, which, it yeah, is. This is is yeah. uh, a fantastic work of art, I'd say, um, and definitely deserves to be seen." And do not watch it with dubbing on because the actors in it Ugh. do not deserve that treatment. If Why it's you ever... 2020 and you're watching a movie with dubbing on it, just don't bother. Yeah. Like, oh man, I can't stand just it. read it. We're I not talking about the same movie at that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got some like British guy's voice. And it's like, he's a little boy. What's if anyone what listening, if I ever visit you and we watch a foreign movie and you put a dub version in, I'm leaving your house or wherever <laughs> you live or wherever we're at. I mean, you're just taking away so much from the performances that these actors put in. And everyone in this movie is so good. Sorry, film is so good. <laughs> Not yeah. only that, you're like adding this weird and super noticeable disconnect to the movie that just like, it just sticks out. Yeah, aside out, like, from the super uh, obvious stuff. Yeah, that just uh, takes it off the rails. Yeah. I mean, it truly I, does. I can't even concentrate on a movie if it's dubbed. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, like our like the synopsis stated, um, we have a, a kid shows up to an orphanage. It looks like it's in the middle of the desert in Spain, probably because it is. But. Yeah. It's like a day's walk to the to the nearest town. I think they said it is. I like how this is like, I mean, maybe a little low budget too, and they hide it well because like, yeah, you don't really see well you see one little scene of a, of the town but like this entire mm-hmm. movie takes place right here in this location in the middle of the desert that's right it is a pretty singular location yeah thing. the only thing low budget that does stick out is some of the cgi but you know that can be forgiven yeah you can tell it's a little dated but it's also it was n- not enough to like really there was, and there was only like brief yeah. moments where I was just kind of like, ooh, but you know, it's <laughs> I, the, for the time. What what can you do? What can you say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 2001, is, like, right? Yeah. I think it, I don't know yeah. if we mentioned that, but yeah. Yeah. I think this was kind of his return to form too, because like a lot of the 90s he had been uh, doing, uh, let's see, he did Mimic, which I think he's disowned, which <laughs> is a very entertaining movie though. I always like to go back and watch that every like 10 years <laughs> <laughs> and uh i think he'd done you know, he'd done chronos before this yeah yeah the, his vampire movie which uh the main character in that is in this movie too he's the the old doctor guy but this was really like i think him coming to his like the del toro we know yeah and then it, for sure if you have seen pan's labyrinth it does it has it they do feel very similar in the way that they were kind of arranged shot and everything but yeah. i think you know if you enjoy that movie but haven't seen this one you definitely would like this one mm-hmm. and noticeably too like this movie and pan's labyrinth um or examples of him really like taking his time to cultivate the ideas. Cause I think it was like 10 years he'd been working on this idea 
and like probably just as much on Pan's Labyrinth. In Pan's Labyrinth, he had his own like just like a book full of like drawings mm -hmm. and all of his ideas were like right there. So he uh when he really is given the time to craft his work, like you get stuff like this and it's mm -hmm. quite a treat. Yeah, especially for you know, the there's no like super intricate storyline or, or, or plot that really goes on here, but he, he kinda makes it feel like there is with just some of the interactions. I mean, because it really it's about a boy who goes, just like the thing that goes and stays at a home and witnesses, you know, there's a ghost there. But he kind of takes that and just runs with it. Mm-hmm. And Makes it's the it... type of ghost that that <laughs> you you feel like is, is maybe a, like a nice ghost, but then you're not really sure for a little while. Yeah, it's kind of very creepy too. Right, <laughs> right. Cause you're, it's like you're very <clears throat> unclear about the motives of this ghost because he's he's kind of a warning ghost. Like he always says, like people here, you're all gonna die. And it's yeah. like, okay, but is it because of you or? Are you like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, are you telling me that that something is coming and you're trying to warn us? Right. So like, hey, ghost, elaborate here. on that. I think yeah, I think that phrase ghost... can be. <laughs> It is only interpreted in two ways. Even if I wasn't a ghost and ran in somewhere, it's like you're all going to die. Either I'm trying to warn you of something, or I'm something. I'm a terrible person. It can <laughs> only be taken two die. ways. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, I run a gas station. <laughs> right. The so homeless guy. Kind of you're all gonna die. <laughs> you're all gonna I'm, die. I was just trying to warn him, <laughs> officer. I was just trying to warn him. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the feeling with this ghost for most of the. <laughs> movie is like am i supposed to feel threatened by him yeah. or is he trying to is he trying to help in some way um and we see that the the ghost is a, a child like it's santi. a boy yeah santi. his name is santi he used to live at the orphanage um but died under mysterious circumstances the right. same night a bomb <laughs> fell onto yes. the uh the orphanage and didn't explode and it's just and like just sits at the orphanage um yeah just like deactivated i guess but um that's you the know. whole like central symbol i guess of this movie is there's right. just there's just a bomb yeah. casing that's just sitting in the middle of the courtyard at this orphanage and they have to look at it all the time mm -hmm. and it somehow um, doesn't it's not like super integral to the story but it still like commands some type of intention almost throughout the yeah, entire yeah, movie it's a it's a reminder right i think it's like a reminder of the backdrop that all of this is happening yeah. against because right. like, like we said it's the spanish civil war and we've got i mean it's definitely it touches on the orphanage even though they're out there kind of isolated um like the the people the headmaster and the doctor the, the people who run the school they're um sympathetic to the i guess it's the republican cause so it would be the left wing um cause here so and you know they're they're having to live against that shadow of this war that's kind of going on around them and yeah i mean they've lived through something and they're still living through something so that's gonna drive a lot of the tensions throughout this whole movie and, the, and of course the classic bullying and <laughs> oh yeah yeah and just like the desperation of these times too is like a really heavy Part of the story too just yeah like they're just trying to get by and 
And also, these people are nice enough to take in all these boys. I mean, like, they're strict with them, but, like, they're just still just trying to make sure everybody survives to the best of their abilities and rationing as much as possible. But, right. like, you know, it's, it's a nice it's a nice little orphanage, honestly. And they all have their vices. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's all this tension, different types of tension and weird relationships between these adults <laughs> and these yeah, children, sure. I guess I should say. Um, that kind of made me, I mean, I don't know, because this is a film, I'm sitting here and I'm like, the Civil War is also inside the orphanage. Among the <laughs> 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 like, you know what I mean? I'm sitting, I'm in that mindset because I'm watching Guillermo del Toro and I'm like, I can't just watch this. I have to like think about it. Yeah. And, hmm. um, yeah, that's just kind of one thing that stuck out to me. Uh, so wait, the, the kid who arrives at the orphanage um after his i think his father gets killed right in the war yeah he, and he doesn't know it he, and he doesn't know his father's dead yeah right. they they tell the headmistress lady that they tell the him and the uh, her the and the, the the doctor guy that uh his father was killed and he the the guy who dropped him off was supposed to take care of him but you know mm-hmm. he obviously you, you can't be part of some but like of a civil war and, and try and take care of a of a child, so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he kind of drops him off there, but kind of tells him that you know you're just gonna stay here for a little while. But mm-hmm. yeah, he he doesn't. I don't think he gets told in throughout the entire movie that that his dad's dead. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even know, find out when, when that guy gets his ass killed too. No. The uh, the guy dropped him off. It was like, right. Oh, right. like. He keeps losing, like, kind of father figures throughout this movie. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, little Poor Carlos. Kid. I should little mention Carlos. that that's his name. Is little, is not little Carlos. <laughs> oh, Carlos. <laughs> his name is Carlos. Seen, <laughs> they refer to him only as little Carlos. Little Carlos. <laughs> I remember that. Um, I, I can't remember most of the kids' names, but I remember, yeah, Carlos, Santi, and Al. Jaime. Al. Jaime? Yeah. Jaime is the bully. Oh, yeah, yeah Jaime. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Jamie. Jamie, yeah, and the... And the... <laughs> No, we can't. We're not doing a disservice here. We're, yeah, we're not. He's His name's Jaime. <laughs> we're gonna be real people for this episode. <laughs> um, let's see. And then the there's a caretaker because there always has to be a creepy, weird, damn mean the caretaker. Jew. Actually, the bear this is Jew. yeah. He is the bear. <laughs> no, so the I was thinking yes. about there. He looks exactly like Eli Roth, and he might as well be <laughs> Eli Roth. Um. No, so that means I said like a creepy weird I mean he's a hot dude. I mean he's just like <laughs> he's just like a handsome, mean, angry caretaker. Yeah. But it always has to be the caretaker. So he's just like always at a hundred percent like intensity. Yeah. He's Everything grumpy, he does. He's mean. He's just the world did him wrong, I guess. And he feels like he's gotta take it him. out on the children. And he spent, um, you know, his entire life there trying to somehow right those wrongs or what or still back really those wrongs that he feel like mm-hmm. was done to him and you know he's frustrated because he's still like stuck here and yeah all that kind of stuff he yeah. grew up at the yeah. orphanage as well so um yeah so and he's I got guess... a really nice girlfriend yeah <laughs> uh, her okay i feel like she's Conchita. kind of yeah i feel like she's kind of like the unsung backbone of this entire place. No pun intended. 
Right. I didn't even think of that. But anyway, yeah. like, because it, it almost, the way that, that the, the kids, like, interact with it, because she gives them, like, the piece of bread or something for the street. She just seems like the, like a, a, a pillar of stableness there in some way. Yeah. Because even when, even when, like, near the end where, where things kind of get real and she's just like, just, she's like, I'm just going to walk and mm-hmm. get help. Like, there's no, like, debating or yeah, anything. She's like, I'm just going to do it. Man. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that's just kind of how she is with the entire place. Like, if something something has to be done or something has to be accomplished, she just kind of just like, okay, that's how I'm it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. She's make kind sure of a beacon of light. Right, yeah. 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 She's just kind of trapped with that shitty guy. Yeah, this guy who is... um also servicing the headmistress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's making sure her oil's not too low. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess I guess we should say the headmistress, I guess, is with the doctor kind of, but also emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So she's like emotionally with him and then I guess he can't really get it up, which is why he drinks baby juice. But, oh god. Uh, yeah, that's the worst. That's yeah, the worst. Um, <clears throat> you know, that, that actually didn't, I didn't click with that before until this last year. And I was like, oh, infertility. I miss that word every time I've watched this. That's why yeah. he's drinking it. Because I always just like, was like, what a weird what? guy. Well, not only is he <laughs> drinking it, but he's selling it to people, like actually selling it to people. Yeah, I thought whiskey. Well, yeah. yeah. I bet he that's some explain, wild whiskey. He wants <laughs> to explain <laughs> what the baby juice is. Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's I'll go Fetuses for it. Fetuses with the devil's backbone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So the devil's backbone is, we should explain that. Um, because it sounds, it's like, not only does it make a cool movie title, but it's yeah. like an actual thing. Right. Um, it's kind of the slang for a medical condition. I forgot what it's called. Where like the spine doesn't develop completely or something like that, or it develops weirdly. Um, Exposed. Yeah, it's like yeah, almost on the outside of the body. Right. Um, so he preserves these dead fetuses that have this <laughs> devil's backbone condition in whiskey. Right. Just big jars of whiskey and claims that, you know, it's kind of like a cure-all for all kinds of stuff. Um, and that's just like the general like folk belief right around there yeah so that's what he's he just he's just selling uh <laughs> selling and juice. sipping right yeah see, and, and sipping that's there's right. a there's an odd bit of possible like reasoning behind this too if, if you kind of stop and think about it because where where the the spinal cord is exposed, that's where you know stem cells and stuff live in fetuses. So those are being probably extracted uh, by the alcohol, mm-hmm. which yeah yeah. So there's a little bit of like a little stem cell research right, happening. Yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> so some there uh, may, there may be something to his his little uh little kitty Capri Sun thing. <laughs> uh yeah that that's hard to watch that's always been but he hard. never pops a boner through this whole movie no. so it's not oh, working right. i guess he's taking it he's taking it for impotence that's right right um 
yeah so he just keeps he keeps those jars prominently sitting in his office and um it's fine i guess like yeah, everyone guess thinks it's, it's fine, fine. <laughs> so uh yeah that's one of the creepiest images i, I think. feel like he's the also the only one that knows like what what he's doing with it because i think that everyone else is walking yeah. and see like these specimens in a jar i don't think anyone else really knows that he's you know siphoning out this yeah. whiskey and then selling it and drinking i don't i just think it's just like a thing you know Right, he is a doctor, so yes. it, it's not beyond the bounds of reason that he's got, like, preserved specimens in his office. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, it's just, uh, that's that's just an image <laughs> that, <that's, laughs> that I can't get out of my head. <laughs> it's, mm. <laughs> With mm. The big, like, punch bowl spoon? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> it's a little much. <laughs> I'd be worried if I watched somebody's... Uh, office and they had those and there's a punch bowl spoon right <laughs> on, the, on the jar. I think like, rightfully so. Dude, you drinking this? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, hmm. So anyway, Will Carlos, the Carlos, the kid, um, he has trouble when he first gets there because of course he's got a bully because yeah. he always has to be a bully. Um, Jaime is... Jaime is such an interesting character to me. He's... Yeah. How much older is he supposed to be than these other boys? He looks you know, to be maybe, I don't know, like, Carlos. 14 or 15? Yeah, Carlos maybe is, I would say, around, yeah, around 10, 11 Synopsis says 12. Yeah. Um, I'd say 12. Yeah. And, I mean, he, and he could just be just like a bigger boy, too, but uh, just yeah, slightly, was, you know, just by a couple years older or something. Like his balls just dropped a couple months ago. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I guess Jaime maybe like fifteen or yeah, I would guess like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But he's taller than everyone else. I right. think that's yeah, also he's, kind he's of... always smoking. So yeah, that's <laughs> this <laughs> kid no just age loves limit to smoke. Wartime. Yeah, this kid just loves to walk around smoking yeah. with his pajama shirt open. So. <laughs> Makes me think. Did he get his? Does he get the cigarettes through? Um, what's the the um uh, the repair guy the bad no, guy the, the like the pig guy the pig guy pig they literally the called guy. the, the big bear, dude the pig no Eli no, Roth no, 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 okay no because he's got to be getting him from somewhere I'd say he, he probably picking up the, the butt a lot I was yeah I figured he picking was picking up lifting. the butts yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he does get them from him, just not. Directly. I assume, so, or anyone who travels by and throws one out, not necessarily him, but probably just like comes yeah. up, like crawling up, like Golem, and just like <laughs> grabs them. Like, ah. Yeah, because they're always really short when he's smoking them. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, he's just kind of picking up a habit. Um, yeah, that guy did have a tendency to like take like three hits off it and just like angrily flick it away from him. <laughs> Well, he has to distinguish himself as the bully somehow. Yeah, yeah. The one who's smoking. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's 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 trying to pick up traits from uh, that dude. Right. Well, also he has a crush. Yeah, and he's got a crush on. Uh, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, he's trying yeah. to emulate him, so she'll like him. Right. Uh, maybe. Because maybe she's only into bad boys. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna be <laughs> alpha boy. 
because he's alpha boy. And... I don't think she has very many options as to where she's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like her or yeah, it's it's him or the the or, doctor. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, the the boys carry kind of the legend of the ghost in the orphanage, like it's their little story that they tell, and they call in. They call him the one who sighs, right? He's always yeah. sighing. Like, yeah. what's his... Well, I think it's it's the ghostly sound of just, like, you know, like, yeah. the, the breathing whooshing. sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's just how they know to uh, well, describe it. Well, and when he's dying, he start When he's uh, actually dying, when he's still alive, uh, he um, starts... Because he's, like, got hit in the head and, like, it's yeah. fucked him up. He's, like, doing that same kind of... But more of, like, an earthly tone, wheezing... Kind right. of breathing, so yeah. that's kind of carry because it looks like you're 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 basically frozen in the state you were when right when you died, when you actually died. So he's breathing like mm-hmm. that, and he's got the water the water blood coming out of his head. Ugh, that's yeah. one of my favorite yeah. one of my favorite things about this movie is the way that he's always got this trail of blood just coming out of the the spot in his forehead. Yeah. And it's and it's clearly like he's supposed to be underwater. Right. Like because the blood kind of floats in yeah. a stream out of his like I think that's just I love that effect. It's really cool. You know, something else I was thinking about watching this. So I'm sure like so that's their water that they drink. No. Right? No. There's no way. No, they they use a it. well. No, that's they, they call that out. the pit. So I think that's their waste type water i mean it's gross i mean yeah yeah, did you not see it yeah okay so that's not their well water because i was thinking um yeah if that was their well water that little boy's body's in there they're all drinking it oh no then you can correlate that with the devil's backbone juice no they call it that's their boys call it the pit i don't think you would be drinking out of something called the pit yeah, it's always murky brown yeah. and gross. Oh, and so. they're just swimming around in it. Yeah. Well, not intentionally. Yeah, you don't <laughs> just go down there and take a dive. <laughs> yeah. Um, anytime someone ends up in the pit, it's not on purpose. Yes, it's not good. So. <laughs> it's not... Yeah. Oh, except yeah. for except for when um, Jaime falls in and Carlos, uh, Jaime can't swim, so Carlos right. has to jump in and get him out. Um, Never for recreational purposes. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so I guess, like, the be- the beginning of the movie, we just kind of get Carlos dealing with his bully. And, like, he, he... It's not like he doesn't have friends. He does. He has, like, a couple who kind of stick with him the whole time. Yeah. Alan Blonde Kid. Yeah. <laughs> Alan the other kid. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, he kind of... Also, Carlos gets the bed that Santi used when he was right. still there. I guess what that's... a coincidence. Yeah, so there's like a little connection there too. But pretty much, it's like we spend some time with Carlos getting bullied around and like getting dared to like get up in the middle of the night and go do things for the kids. And that's kind of when he has his uh, Santi encounters. He starts having them in. He eventually starts asking people, yeah, uh, about right. you know if he's seen this or whatever, and right, like that's his what, first night there. That's what sparks the whole weird conversation with the doctor and and the baby juice thing. He asks mm-hmm. him about the ghost, right? 
Well, when he first gets there, he looks into the kitchen and sees Santi just standing there looking at him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Santi's already just immediately drawn to him. Mm -hmm. And he just keeps running into him. Yeah. And of course he's, you know, he's scared at first because, like, I mean, look at him. Right. And it's a a ghost. I mean, he would be scared probably no matter what if he saw a ghost. Yeah. Apparently, he was inspired by the original Ring. Or, huh. uh, or wait, was it well, the Ring? Sense. It was or... either the Ring or the original Grudge by the, the ghost design. I think it was the Grudge, actually. Like a, yeah, kind of like a wet haired. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh... And the original <laughs> Japanese version. Yes. Yeah. Not the American. Yeah, so like, uh, this is a ghost story, but it's got another plot going too. But they, you know, turn out to be connected as well because there's a whole uh, gold heist plot right. as well. Right, 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 right. The because uh, that's going to be central. <laughs> yeah, the operators. Yeah. yeah, and this is wartime too, so it adds the desperation too. That you know, like you know, people people trying to take advantage of it. You know. Uh, a war-torn country and they're just you know yeah a lot of looting happens especially well, that's you know, why people's defenses are low yeah and that's part of why it's not just another ghost movie is it's got like, some nuance yeah i mean and then we have that great i didn't mention it before but that kind of voiceover at the beginning about what is a ghost what like is la mm. fantasma <laughs> yeah la fantasma i love that yeah <laughs> um yeah, so clearly, you know, if you get if you get like a philosophical voiceover at the beginning, you know that there's going to be lots of <laughs> lots of nuance to what you're about to see, and there's going to be lots of different layers. And he clearly gives us that this whole time. Um, it's like yeah. Eli Roth is basically a ghost of this place himself, as well as you know the original uh, operator or the right. doctor and the headmistress. You know, they even kind of blatantly say that it's like maybe we're the ghosts of this place yeah. yeah we should mention one more time that this isn't actually eli roth he just it looks not. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks exactly like him exactly like to a t yeah he's spanish yeah. eli roth yeah he's he's straight he it's like you pulled um eli roth from inglorious bastards and just dumped him here just put him right made there him, made him only speak spanish so yeah that, that's about also the only possible. difference in the characters really <laughs> also possible tarantino saw this movie really liked it, and it was like hey eli eli roth i've got a role <laughs> for that. you and i'm gonna make you look like dude from the devil's background <laughs> i get uh yacinto i guess his name is yacinto yacinto yes yeah. that's it yeah i'm just trying to keep all of these but um as far as the the storing of the gold goes so i am what i'm assuming is the the headmistress and the doctor are kind of holding this for a rebellion group on Mm -hmm. one side of of the the civil war and so they're kind of storing it there and um yeah what's the guys the eli Jacinto? Jacinto. Jacinto. Okay. He's he is probably like eavesdropped on some of these meetings where they're talking about the gold because these guys show up to kind of you know talk about things or even get gold or drop off gold. And I think that just throughout his time he's he's probably eavesdropped and seen this for a while and his goal is to he 
every so often steals a key from the headmistress's key ring and tries right. to open a safe. And then if it doesn't work, he puts it back and steals another one. So he's trying right. to to steal this gold is essentially what his motive is. Right, getting into getting into her bedroom all the yeah, time. Right. You know, he's working his way in. But she, I feel like she knows that he's taking the keys. Yeah, she, she definitely seems knows. aware of. Uh, yeah, she I mean, is more tuned in than, um, than I think you would. Think what she made is. me think that was when Carlos goes to, you know, she's giving him his bed or whatever. She has her big ass key ring thing, and she's kind of like looking at it, holding missing. it, notices something's wrong with it. And then gives mm-hmm. Carlos his Foot Locker key. So, she, I think she clearly knows what's going on. And then again, that's probably why we find out she doesn't store the gold in the safe later on. Because mm-hmm. she knows. Right. But she's probably not saying something just to keep him from doing what eventually happens. Probably knows he's a bit unstable. But she like said dick. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I said, they all have their vices. Yes. So. But I guess that kind of reaches, I mean, it reaches a breaking point because Jacinto has to finally make his move. Right. Um, which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he really makes his move when he decides to make his move. Um, pretty much <laughs> destroys the orphanage, right? Like, right, yeah. he blows, pretty much he, puts he it he out of commission. Several children and people. <laughs> that old yeah. fat lady didn't stand a chance. No. She just immediately got roasted alive. <laughs> yeah, like, I just feel like, yeah. and he's got accomplices, right? Like, he's he's got, he's the, got the pig guy. He's got that the I dude mentioned. from yeah. the pig guy from Plan Nine from Outer Space, <laughs> yeah. and probably one of the Home Alone burglars. <laughs> um, but. uh yeah, they, uh, oh man. So, yeah, they blow up the place, all the gasoline, and their one car either injures everybody. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the kids die. Yeah, that was a pretty intense. That blow was up. like, I mean, that, I, that gets, yeah. Yeah, I like, mean, they the don't really. There's explosion, and they're like, holy shit, and then the truck explodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I guess I did, like, I know Jacinta, like, I know that he's, like, a capital B, capital D bad dude, but, like, I don't, I don't know. I just thought, like, wow, that's a lot. That's, like, a lot to do for those, like, little gold bars that you want so badly. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, that's a thing. I know that's a thing. I just. Desperation. I mean, it's, it's a bad move. It's a really bad He's got move. several of those throughout his... I mean, he's clearly not a, a decent individual. Yeah. So... Yeah. Not his first time killing a kid that we find out, so... Oh, that's right. So that's, that's the other thing, is um, we eventually find out... Like, it all comes together what Santi was warning about, and also what Santi wants. Right. right, because we don't really know what he wants until finally Carlos is like, "Listen, what do you want?" Yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm not gonna run me. away. Just, just like 
yeah, exactly. I'm just going to hang around this time and you're going to let me know what you want. Um, and then we find out that uh, Santi wants Jacinto. He wants yes. to exact revenge on him for what we find out actually happened to Santi, which, what was it? They were like, Jaime and Santi were gathering slugs. Gathering slugs. Yes. Yeah. What kind of yes. currency is that or something? Is that just their board and they just gathered slugs? Or? you got to entertain yourself with what's around you. That's what I assumed, yeah. Yeah, you just gotta... I think it's just because they're little boys and slugs are slimy yeah. and interesting. So... Yeah, that, that's what they're doing. They're just collecting slugs and. Yeah, yeah. Jaime has this habit of like getting people out of bed at night to go do stuff they're not supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I would so say is... too. Why were okay. they in day their day clothes though? Because every time you see them wander around at night, they're in their pajamas. But in that scene in particular, they're wearing just like I mean, normal it, it could have been in the day, and they just weren't supposed to be down there. I mean. Well, he runs out at, and it's nighttime though. I don't. It's like uh, middle of the night, and that's when the bomb drops. Yeah, I don't know. Not sure little what... okay. Honestly, it's just a little tiny critique, yeah. but it was something in the back of my head. I didn't really doesn't, notice doesn't it. Break, so. break the movie for me. Yeah. But yeah, I I never had noticed it either. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, throughout the movie, they try to make it look like maybe Jaime killed Santi. Oh, yeah. yeah. And okay. he's like something. He's like fucked him up but like he doesn't want to talk about it so it's like yeah. okay so you know he's he knows he definitely knows more than anyone else does but he didn't want to talk about it so hey that leaves the mind free to wander and one of those right. suspicions is Jaime killed him but we find out that Jaime and Santi went down to the I guess they went down to the pit right and right. um Jacinto found them down there and <laughs> because oh, and Santi saw Jacinto going through the uh trying to open the, the safe, safe. As well. yeah. right so Jacinto completely loses his mind um as usual and i can't i'm trying to remember exactly how it went down he, he kind of threw like, him yeah he, he kind of like grabbed him you know the, the old tough guy grabbing the shirt kind of thing and then kind of just like uh -huh. shoved him and then he hit the corner of his head either on some like um, a pillar. Like a pillar down there, yeah. And then I guess it yeah. just hit it the right way and it, it kind yeah. of just like fucked him up, you know, like did some brain damage and some serious head yeah. injury, um head trauma. Yeah. So um I guess he, he does what people do when they accidentally kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> and ties him up with a rope and doesn't tell it's an accident. Yeah. Um he decides to dispose of the body. In, in the disgusting waste right. pit. Well, Santi wasn't dead when he was thrown down there. He was right, still like exactly. living, but he was just kind of like, you know, his brain couldn't quite function correctly. Right. Like he was still like he got, awake and he got jostled, which makes so it really, worse. Yeah, so really, he's he's drowning in right. the um, gross waste pit. Yeah, yeah. He, um, the, yeah ties him up with. Uh, rope and stuff and throws him in mm -hmm. yeah so we I, get... i'd say this is a moment too for jacinto uh that he uh where he really realized how far he's willing to go to get that gold right because like mm -hmm. he's like crying throughout it too so he's like not completely dead about what the situation is and how fucked up it is but then 
that's kind of like the only sympathy you really get from him throughout the whole movie. It's like yeah. this well, moment kind of broke him from, I guess, I whatever even... goodness might have been in him. Well, yeah, and I didn't even <clears throat> I didn't even feel any of that for him. I just <laughs> oh, I, I'm not saying I yeah. feel actually yeah, feel I sympathetic. Know. It's just like if you had to say any emotion from because he's he's if always he at, chance, just pissed yeah. off the whole movie. But at yeah. that moment, it was just like oh, he actually like you know is recognizing what he's doing is really fucked up and there's a smidge of humanity yeah. in him. But yeah, well, and then just... and then that kind of thing is gonna kind of manifest itself as he continues in his life as yeah as grumpiness and anger and just kind of he's he's rotting a little bit inside so yeah i mean um, that night affected both santi because also you know it went to what kind of a ghost he was you know and um jaime like it changed him and uh, it transformed all three of them in some capacity, mm-hmm. right? For sure. So that's where that's where that all comes together, and um, now the boys know exactly what happened. And at the same time, we have, I guess, Jacinto after he just like sets fire to the orphanage <laughs> and and blows up a couple people because we get. Let's see, he he blows up. Uh, Carmen, we've—I don't think we've ever mentioned her name, but that's no, no, yeah, that's a headmistress. Um, she gets a nice glass shard to the heart. Yeah. Um, Ooh. in the explosion, uh, I think the what's that woman? The big like the, the one gets roasted, like the, the yeah, the the yes, kind of like, like the caretaker maid. Yeah, version, she like you know? like you probably in yeah. our world you'd have like a maintenance person and like a housekeeping person yeah housekeeping um she just gets burned alive um uh kachinta she manages she just decides that she's gonna walk to town yeah but uh once yacinto flees the scene because he does leave he just kind of leaves them there and we've got just a handful of kids left over and we've got um the doctor and those are the ones who are left. The doctor's like barely hanging on, and yeah, the doctor. The kids are hurt still, you know. Like there's some there's some yeah. carnage during this. It's... Yeah, kids are hurt. The doctor's taking and... a hit. Um, and Yacinto and his uh little cohort, um, Pigman. They and leave the, it, guy. yeah. Pigman and guy. <laughs> they leave the scene. They leave the scene, and they catch up. <clears throat> Uh, they catch up with Cochinta on her walk to town. Um, and this is rough, too. Because, right, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. You know, he he tries to persuade her to come with him. He's like, hey, still my fiancé. And she's like, um... I'm not afraid you. of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, ah, uh, no, I think circumstances have changed. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a great, even though it's a terrible moment, it's like, it's... A good moment for her because she stands up to him and she says i'm yeah, not for a- sure because he's trying to persuade her to apologize because yeah. also like don't make me look like a dick in front yeah, of my yeah. friends yeah i don't, don't want to look soft like, in front of these people don't embarrass me yeah and she's like um i'm gonna embarrass you <laughs> and and yeah she gets a she gets knifed for it she he literally just stabs her to death so 
Which in my like, I don't know. I I had such a high respect and regards for her, and then he did. That's the point for me. I'm just like, man, that guy's really is a dick. Like, this guy's gone. Yeah. yeah. This, this, there's no. <laughs> there's more. no turning back. Yeah. Cross he's already such a sweet character yeah. and he's, children. Yeah, he's too into it. He's now. gone to the dark side. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he grabs yeah. his his dudes and they're gonna go i guess what they're in their mind they kind of let he makes all this happen and then he goes back and tells his little his little small gang of friends that they're gonna go get this gold now that it's there they can do whatever they want there because he killed mostly everybody Mm -hmm. hang out eat doesn't really consider the kids a threat no no definitely which is which we will find is his downfall because the sinto never read lord of the flies (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we have i mean the doctor's gonna do his best too because he knows that the that his sinto is gonna come back right well yeah there's that scene where he goes up there and you know he's sitting kind of in one of the top level rooms and he can look out and see the road Mm -hmm. and he's sitting there with the gun and uh kind of like i'm just gonna wait for him to come back he's like i'll always be here kind of yeah yeah he said i promise i'll never leave you kids alone (laughs) and he's he's like telling the kids how to do like how to treat all their wounds and stuff too they're like working on al yeah yeah i love that doing his best until the very end um yeah but he kind of sits himself up in that top window with a shotgun he's like here we go come on let's go motherfucker yeah he gets (laughs) gets the flex on him at one point yeah. They roll up and he's like, What's up, Fox? <laughs> and one thing that we may I'm have still you hadn't killed me yet. <laughs> we may have uh not mentioned just uh, so we have mentioned that he does use, you know, the gasoline cans to blow up this orphanage, but the the mm-hmm. point behind that was he kept searching for the key forever and ever, couldn't find the right key, so he's just decided, fuck it, I'm gonna blow up the safe because he puts all the Right the gas cans and stuff in front of the safe. So it's not like he just like randomly blew it up he was just like i'm tired of waiting on the key i want my money like i want okay. i want to steal this gold so that's that's what he does it's not like intention I, I don't i don't think he cares if he kills people oh. but yeah yeah it's not just like he was he's like i'm pissed so i'm gonna yes. blow this place up it's well he it's led not... it he intentionally led the gasoline to the truck right too, so, he so was they trying couldn't to escape right some mm-hmm. yeah so yeah malicious for sure yeah, yeah. um but unfortunately, uh, the good doctor passes away in his chair. Yeah. Um, while he's waiting, while he's waiting for Jacinto to come back. Um, so the and kids. And Jacinto comes back. <laughs> yeah, and Jacinto comes back, and we so we've literally got what like f- is it four kids who are left? Kind of like the main kids that we follow through the whole time. Yeah, Carlos four or five. Jaime, four or five. Owl, maybe yeah, maybe another one or yeah. two. Um, and then we get the reveal that, uh, the gold was being stored in her prosthetic leg. Right. Which I'm not sure if we mentioned that. Oh, we haven't. Right. Yeah, we probably haven't. But yeah, the, the headmistress, she's missing a leg. So she has this like wooden leather, very medi- medieval looking very prosthetic leg. And she made mention too throughout the whole time, you know, that it, it weighs her down. And you know, she even made mention once that her she, her leg feels heavier, mm-hmm. as all the time. Well, it turns out it actually is getting heavier because she's storing yeah. little bars of gold in the side of it. Yeah. There's gold in that leg. 
She's dragging that gold wooden gold leg around. <laughs> yeah. Which um, would get really tiresome. Up. Yeah, heck. It's already wood. And then and metal. Yeah. And then yeah. you're adding more to and it. And you're adding metal. <laughs> Man, yeah. I bet the... <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but the the other scene is that um before he discovers this, like he forces the children to like dig through the rubble to to of the safe to see if they can find it, and the only thing he finds mm-hmm. is like documents and photos. And his two buddies are kind of like, you know, you're lied to us. This gold doesn't exist, kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. So they kind of like we're going outside for a moment, and they just get in the car and leave him there with the yeah, kids. They just kind of take off. So um, yeah, they don't believe him. And then the minute he they take off is when he spots the gold in the side of the leg. Sticking mm-hmm. out of the rubble. Right. His mind, he's like, okay, fine, I'll just keep all this myself. But Oh, definitely. Fuck you guys. Yeah. So As that's we, when we get, he starts loading down his pockets with gold bars, and he ties little bags of it to his belt. Like, he's gonna... Should have just kept it in the leg. Just take it away. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, it's, we gotta mention, too, that him and his buddies have forced the kids into, like, this room and locked the door. So they can't get out, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of traps them in there, um, and they're trying to, which gives them perfect amount of time to make tiny spears. Right. So they make <laughs> yes. these little tiny spears and stuff while they're in there, and here's where it gets Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Right. Well, um, there's a little window at the top, and so they devise a plan to have one of the, you know, hoist one of the kids up and lower him down to unlock the door for them, so they can kind of attack these these guys and they uh, um Hame drops the blonde kid. Blonde kid. It's not Al. Al's it's not uh, Al? back so okay. yeah. messed up. Yeah, Al is oh, the one with right. the back. But it's Al's little buddy. It's the one who right, wears right. the goggles. I can never remember yeah. his name. But he drops him and he it looks like he breaks his ankle. I think he breaks his ankle. Yeah. I mean, it that looked like a full Ouch. like clean break yeah. when I when I saw it. But yeah, so yeah. he's kind of disabled, and they're talking about you know how to someone else needs to go out there and help him, and also still get the door unlocked because they got to get out. Mm-hmm. And that's when we see that um, another Flies. ghostly figure comes to help them out. Mm-hmm. And that's the doctor. He comes. The- and ghost unlocks the door and. Uh, Oh yeah, and at this point, only Carlos and Jaime know that the doctor is dead. Right. So they're like, "Oh, who who unlocked the door?" And they see the the handkerchief sitting there on the floor. His initials. Yeah, with his initials on. Mm -hmm. He kind of does turn into the ghost of the place and help helps the boys escape. And that's when we. And during this is when you know. Loading up the gold and stuff like that in his pockets, like you were mentioning. Getting ready to make his great escape. They set a trap for him. Mm-hmm. They get him down into the pit. This was this was brutal too. It was. I mean, but it was also oh, satisfying. Yeah. I mean, very, very satisfying, satisfying <laughs> of course. But it's man, it's brutal. It's a. They poke the shit out of him. They do. <laughs> yeah. That Luke is Luke is absolutely correct. This is the most, <laughs> this is the most accurate description of what they do. They just poke the shit out. Oh man! And, and the the first one's the worst because one of them comes up behind him and he like lifts up his arm and he gets him right in the armpit. That's got to be yeah. Oh oh gosh, oh, that one I was so bad. Yeah, and then oh, to follow is just like and it's 
what the best part is it's not like you know big stabbing you know they're they're not like making gigantic wounds or anything but they're doing a, just enough damage for it to be pretty bad but just like just like jabs with these sticks it it's, seems terrible it's super uncut like it's a pretty simple it's like a pretty simple attack yeah. right but yeah. but i'm sitting there and i'm like i am really cringing because i'm just thinking about being hisinto yeah. and just getting yeah. getting like a new stab in a new part of my body while I'm still trying to get yeah. over the last one. <laughs> and it's just like he but oh man, he like busts blood vessels in one of his eyes. Yeah. Like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, that that was really well done. It was very cringy. Um so yeah, the kids poke him a lot. <laughs> yeah. And and Stick um him. and then of course we get the I think the most satisfying part of this whole thing, as satisfying as the sticking is um they dispose of him the way that he disposed of santi um well throws him in the poop water throws him in the poop water (laughs) (laughs) throws him in the poop water and then the extra extra satisfying thing is that he's still got the gold bars in his pockets and tied to his belt so, it weighs him down. Although I don't see that weighing him yeah. down like that much. Well, well, and I don't think that it's pretty heavy. No, it's and also not. he was drastically, uh, uh, you know, gold is a pretty light dead. metal. Well, I mean, it's partly that. I mean, it's not Bars? meant. Yeah, I mean that compared to like a the same size. They're pretty small. They're yeah, pretty they're small, small bars, bars and you know take the same size of like steel or iron, and it's like three four times as heavy i think yeah i think the point is that it's not he wouldn't it's not let enough. him go anyways yeah he i wasn't mean gonna yeah. let him go anyway right it's not enough it's not enough to drag him i think all the way down and he's getting rid of them yeah. as he goes but i think the point is it's in it is enough for santi to kind of make the final yeah. pull because santi is the one who pulls him down all the way yeah um and you get a nice little like blooming blood effect in the in the water, which is part of the part of the great visuals of this whole movie is the kind of blooming blood effect thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we've got it. Like they've finally gotten rid of this terrible, terrible man uh, who he only gets, gets his... more terrible through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the ghost of of Santi finally gets his revenge yeah. he was seeking this whole time. Mm-hmm. But still got the kids kind of there. Uh, it doesn't really show <laughs> what much happens to them. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, it's still like, it's still a bleak ending. Right. Yeah. I mean, still all around, yeah. Because you got to think The Spanish Civil War is still happening. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're still, like, alone in the world. The owl their kid, he's definitely still town. messed up. So. Yeah. Yeah. I assume their plan is to get to town. That's the only... I mean... Yeah. The town's fucked, too. Yeah, there's probably not <laughs> much in town. I mean, you know, five kids showing up. What are they going to do in town? You know, they got no money, no nothing. I'm sure... Sure, not, more of them will yeah. die. Yeah, it's definitely not a happy ending. So yeah, yeah, it's not. Um, but you, you do, you get the. I guess we get the uh, the ghost voiceover again, right? Like yeah. we get the same. We get kind of the same speech that we got at the beginning. Turns out it's the doctor who's right speaking this. Like, what is a ghost? Um, 
well, he's a ghost. Now he's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, because the final shot is of him kind of like walking to the open door of the orphanage and looking down the road. Yeah, he's still standing um, there, you know, guarding the place like he said he would. Yeah, just like he said he would never leave. Right. So. What is a ghost? I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. <laughs> what is a ghost? Me. I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's the movie. Yeah. The Devil's Backbone. Great. Yeah. It's good stuff, people. Definitely good stuff. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm pretty sure this would be another one that we all would highly recommend for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff here. Better executed than just hearing us talk about. It. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's one you gotta see for yourself. Yeah, we did Enjoy. our best to. That's to a, that's one thing it. that's it's like some of these movies. It's super difficult to, um, you know, have have these types of conversations about. You know, of course, some of them that are silly or whatever, or especially if there's mixed feelings on on how the movie went. The episode <laughs> yeah. can be, you know, a little funnier or at least and more entertaining but something like this where it's just like a like a masterpiece of a movie that you know is just mm-hmm. nothing but high regards <laughs> yeah. and really good you know it's hard to to do yeah um, like yeah, friday but... 13th movie uh, reviews would probably be a lot yeah well, <laughs> right I mean, doing an actual really good movie <laughs> i yeah. mean we went from we went from the burning to this right that's what we've done is like we were at the burning you can talk about like all the sick kills and stuff like that yeah. and just kind of laugh about the whole because the plot <laughs> is just like dumb kids in the woods because that's so what it is. That's a slasher. So, this is competent yeah. kids in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Dealing with some heavy shit. Heavy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's. I mean, you know, it's good to switch it up. For sure. Um, it is. Yeah. It is. yeah we're, not, we're not like a comedy podcast, so it's not, you know. <laughs> right. We're not sitting here like reviewing hilarious movies the whole time. And... I mean, this isn't this isn't a funny movie. There's not um, anything. There's I don't. You think You will not anything, laugh at anything yeah, in this movie. There's not anything funny in it, really. I mean, hey, there might the like, water the water pitcher explosion was. Kind yeah, of funny. I mean, kids' antics are <laughs> automatically going to be a little bit <coughs> chuckle worthy because they're just like little kids messing around. But that's pretty much it. There's not really. I mean, it's. It's heavy and it's heavy all the way through and it's supposed to be and that's fine. So definitely. Yeah. But uh, check it out. Yeah, for sure. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Um any uh is there, is this available for streaming anywhere? I'm not sure. Uh where to find it. it. So you can rent it on Amazon. You know, uh, it's like one of those three dollar rentals. Yeah, it's not bad. I usually I'm not up to speed on what all is on the streaming thing. I could have sworn it was on Netflix like not that long ago. Yeah. And it might have it been. It, I didn't. It might be. I didn't check, so I mm-hmm. should start checking. Usually mm-hmm. I do, but start checking. So. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, yeah, to find it, watch it. I mean, if you got to rent it, it's worth the three bucks. I mean, what else are you going to do on a, you know, you ain't going to get $3 worth of entertainment anywhere. <laughs> you know. If you're going to spend the $3, then spend it on this. Yeah, for I sure. Guess. Yeah. But uh, any last recommendations? I don't, what are, did we pick out something for next time? Um, I don't believe so. Okay, oh. well then we'll just have to uh, post that on Facebook and Instagram. I'll let you guys know what we're doing next, and you can have plenty of time to watch it. Right, be on the lookout. Yeah, I think we've got some like ideas jotted down, but sometimes the we do. We definitely have a like a lineup to choose yeah. from. We need to so... be more um take a look at our list and, and try and make things fit. You know, this is a very heavy, serious type film so maybe yeah. do something more light or fun yeah it matters what order or right, yeah. more serious no <laughs> i don't think next so. one's gonna be even more serious <laughs> even more serious <laughs> we're gonna do the happening we're gonna oh my god <laughs> that did come up didn't stuff. it that did come up so i don't that know, came up. I don't know we'll see what <laughs> we'll we'll let you know yeah maybe the descent um, you never know <sighs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> bad, bad feelings. Mm, bad um, feelings. So yeah, watch um, the watch the descent. I just mean, watch it. I'll just tell you guys to watch the descent, and yeah, maybe one day we'll revisit <laughs> it, but it's too soon still. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah so um, with that, I guess that's gonna do it. Uh, one thing I'd like to throw out there, uh, you know, if you enjoy what we're doing, like try and help us grow a little bit. Like tell some people. That's always cool and you know help support us uh just by that just you know somebody if you know of anyone else that might enjoy something like this it would get, i mean get feedback even drop an apple people. yeah even drop an apple podcast review yeah I mean, that too that helps too anything like that would helps. just be awesome just just help us out any yeah. way possible so, all right well oh. uh well yeah. real quick we have a new logo oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Check, i just wanted to out. say that Check that out. Uh, Ricky, did you make that? I did. did. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, like, make it, make it, but, you know, (laughs) kind of used some things and did some stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, well, it's cool. So, just just wanted to say that and wanted to say thanks for doing that. Because it looks great. Cool. But, yeah, so with that, uh, go enjoy this movie, find it, and watch it. We'll catch you all next time. Awesome. Thank you.